This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williams. It's a Wednesday, but the Steelers didn't practice today. Mm, I didn't know that. They had a team run. Okay. Mike Tomlin wanted to give some guys who were uh, a little banged up a chance to uh, get back to the lineup and see where they're at. Um, that would be, of course, Pat Fryermuth. You want to see where he's sure, at. Sure, that makes sense. Um, you know, he's, he missed last week's game. with his, That was his second concussion in a month. Um, so that gets that clock going still. It's not yeah. like they you know, right? Yeah, right. Still doing physical you activity. You don't get out and right. do some physical activity. Mm-hmm. A little team bonding, you know, okay. that kind of thing. Uh, and, of course, folks, they, they did all their meetings and all that. Right. They, uh, yeah, today was their film breakdown day of, yeah. of everything that happened. Happened that was bad the other day. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and, and so they did that. Uh, they could also get Kevin Dotson back this week. Before we go there, I just want to get your quick thoughts on this. I'm sure half of the people listening are going – they're terrible. They need to practice double, not cut it in half. Yeah. You know, back when I was in, you know, we would have gone to three a days, you know. <laughs> I don't see it that way. I mean, in this more than anything, I trust Tomlin as much as any coach in the league of how to handle the team, how to get them. You got an and extra sure week come. coming up. This, you know, right. After this one, these guys are, uh, in fact, Trey, uh, Trey Turner spoke today, as did Joe Hayden, and somebody asked uh, Trey Turner, you know, how he felt right now. Of course, mm-hmm. he's coming back off an injury as well. He hurt his True. knee a little bit. And yeah. he said, I feel like it's week 17. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. It's and week 17. That's usually the yeah. loose, the final, you know, the finish right. line. And yeah, I got one more. Right. Yeah. I got These one. veterans that have been around the block, let alone the rooks. Right. I mean, the rooks yeah. have never done anything. They've never had anything close to this. Uh, but getting Dotson back, Matt, mm-hmm. um, you know, if, if you look at the Steelers' slump, or whatever you want to call it, they've mm-hmm. lost four. Their four of their six last, four, uh, lost four of their last six games. Yes, that coincides with Dotson going out of the lineup. Right, maybe not a coincidence. Maybe not a coincidence. So I looked up the yardage uh, in sacks allowed. Okay, with Dotson, without Dotson. So in six games without Dotson, the Steelers okay. have averaged seventy-seven rushing yards per game. They allowed seventeen sacks in those six games. Okay. In the nine games that they've had Kevin Dotson in the lineup, uh, it is 18 sacks allowed, and they've averaged 94.7 rushing yards per game. Wow. And if you remember, they didn't have a 100-yard rushing game in their first five games. Okay. Boy, it seems like it was so long ago. And then yeah. they put a string together of five straight 100-yard rushing games. Mm-hmm. Going into that Detroit game, he got hurt in the Detroit game. Okay. So they were. That's when we were talking about the offensive line seemed like it was kind of getting its footing a little bit. It was. I mean, I I still believe that. It didn't follow through and end up being great after the fact, but it was getting better at that point of the season. There's no doubt about that. And then he went out of the lineup and everything kind of fell apart a little little bit again Mm -hmm. because you're shuffling. It wasn't like, okay, they just plugged one guy in for for Dotson and and played. Sure. sure. They ended up using five different guys there or four different guys in that spot. Like it, it, it turned into a rotation. Uh, because guys kept getting hurt. Scramble drill. You know, and then the last three games, it's been John LeGlue, who, you know, is a nice find. As a bottom of the roster. As a bottom of the roster, fill in emergency type guy, but he's started the last three games. Yeah, that's not ideal. Not how you drew it up back in Between two rookies. 
between two rows, right? To the <laughs> left side, nobody was helping him yeah, out. The, the left yeah, side of right, right. the line is incredibly inexperienced. Yes, and average talent if you, yeah. you combine the three of them. And you know, right? A um, couple things there is I'm not suggesting he's John Hanna or you know, no, I mean, you nor know, am I. But he he is their best lineman. Yeah, I mean, I th- even though he was in the doghouse at one point this year, that seems like a long time ago too. Not exactly sure what happened there, nor do I super care to be honest. I mean, he got himself out of it. Yeah, he got himself out of it by playing well. And I think he's clearly their most valuable offensive lineman now for game day as well as going forward. You know, like, who's the one guy you're pretty safe to say, I'm confident with him as a starter next year and going forward? It's definitely him. Yeah. So, again, I mean, most lines, best linemen are probably better than Kevin at this stage. But if you take the best lineman out and you just have massive continuity issues. That's you know doubles your problems because you have enough problems as it is. And, and I wonder how much of Kendrick Green's struggles mm-hmm. stem from that as well. Mm. You know, you you have that continuity that you're building, and then right. all of a sudden there's a different guy next to you every game. Yeah, uh, and that's why continuity is massively important with offensive line. Yeah, you know, and I think maybe that's part of the reason why they've stuck with the glue the last three games. And why Banner's not in, and I mean well, Banner doesn't even play guard. Yeah, I, I know. I'm just yeah. talking about continuity in the line. In well, he general. hasn't. It, he hasn't even been able to like. He, it's one thing or another with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, early in the season it's the knee, and then you know, then it's you know he's. Uh, I think he had an uh, uh, an ankle, and then you know the next yeah. last week, and then he's on the COVID list. Like he's just no. There's no. There's no reliability yeah. or availability, really. Right. No, but I, I think it's clear. I, I know it's clear. I mean, just the Tomlin-Colbert era, they've been about the most continuity of any line in the league. You know, and some of that was just because Munchak was so great at developing the Finneys and Hubbards and all those type of good filers and those guys. Great. But they really value playing the same five. And, hey, should we shake things up or not and put someone else in? You, They're always going to lean towards, let's keep the group as is. Yeah. You know, and... The left guard situation, playing five of them, is the the antithesis of that. You know, right? Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, so it's it's interesting. You know, if they do get him back this week, if if all of a sudden now they go back out and start running the ball effectively again, you're like, not that they. I mean, they ran the ball okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, in two of the last three games, they had 106 yards against the Vikings, mm-hmm. and then they had 130 against Kansas City. Some yeah. of that was some of that's against two high shells, and, right? But that happens. Every but they team ran the ball week, right? fine. Like they ran the ball okay in the first half of that game. They yeah, just weren't right, on the right, field right, enough right, to right. do it. Exactly. That's it was like it was like eight carries for thirty six yards. I mean, mm-hmm. it was not a terrible, you know, running effort. But right, I mean, it was effective, and you were getting yardage, and you were building something there at least. Yeah. Not to mention, I mean, I think fourth and one, you run behind him. You know, I mean. Oh, that, yeah, that the little things like that, yeah. You don't help them in protection. You know, if you're dealing with yeah, whatever in, strong interior defensive lineman, you're not going to be as – there's a ripple effect, I mean, without question. It's, I mean, it, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, I, I think a first grader could figure this out. If you take the, the worst guy off your line and you put the best guy on your line back in, you know, everyone's should a be, little better. It, right. The, the boat water should be raised. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's the way it goes. Uh, just to, for for reminder's sake, in those first four games of the season, they had 75 against the Bills, 39 yards rushing against the Raiders, 45 against the Bengals, 62 against Green Bay, and then they went for 147 against the Broncos. Then it was okay. 119 against the Seahawks, 115 against the Browns, 10, uh, 105 against the Bears, 
145 against the Lions, and it's a game mm-hmm. that he got hurt in. Right, right. And they, you know, they've they've. I had, remember I was talking yeah. after the Packer game. I I forget what number you said there, but it was well under 100. And I thought, I remember saying, this is the the, the best I've seen the line look. Then they started you know, that's running when it the started ball. Yeah. kind of like okay, these guys aren't terrible, and you know, are getting it. You know, and then things fell apart a little bit. But you know, there there's been some criticism of uh, Najee Harris. Um, well, he he lacks vision. He's he's not hitting the hole as quickly. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff right now. When you're playing behind a line that's, you know, when you get hit so many times in the backfield over the course of the season, at some point you begin to expect that. Without question, I've been kind of reluctant to go there because I was very in favor of the Harris pick. I still am. I think he's a foundational player. We talked about leadership and competitiveness. And I think he's a little bit of a tough eval right now. It's really tough. Because there's no room. If you it's, put him behind Cleveland's offensive line right now. Right, he's in the know. Pro Bowl. Yeah. You know? And it's also the rookie wall thing, with considering his unbelievable usage. No one's got been on the field more, and he's never done it. But one thing I will say is... I'm not convinced he's ever going to be explosive. And I'm not saying, like, busting 80 yarders, start-stop agility. It's almost like saying he's a possession receiver or he's a game manager. And I don't mean it that way, but he's a grinder, you know. He's it, he's like Le'Veon Bell in that in A sustainer, that a yeah. grinder, you know, and needs a lot. If, if you remember early in the season, even in the preseason, he always fell forward, always fell mm-hmm. forward. And even now, he largely falls forward. I mean, he fights his butt off. Because, you know, yeah. you know he and, and, and sometimes it's a grind. I mean, they, yeah. you know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The game against the Titans, I mean, he had 18 yards on 12 carries. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think he does fall forward mm-hmm. typically, you know, but he's not getting any help up front. No, none. I mean, again, he's such a tough eval right now because – my concern is what I didn't have a concern coming out of Bama is unlike Bell, when Bell would stop his feet or decide to go left, right, or whatever, it's wow. I mean, it was a, yeah. a boom move. You know, it was an explosive human being move. And Harris is powerful. He's fast. He's agile. But explosive might not be the word I use for him. But I might look at him in camp next year and go, wow, he looks explosive. You know, yeah. Drops five pounds, understands the dirt, you know, what the, the league's all about. You know, I, 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 that's why I've been kind of hard. I don't blame him at all for the Steelers' struggles. Don't get right. me wrong. Oh, right. You yeah. know, but I, I'm not I'm not 100% sold he's what I thought he was, you know. But he's so – I mean, I am I'm, I'm sold that he's a very good player. Yeah. Um. You know, I, and you're going to get the argument once again in the offseason. Well, why couldn't – they could have just uh, – Waited and taken Elijah Mitchell. Because Elijah no, Mitchell funny. has 759 yards. Well, here's the difference, folks. There's a big difference. Yeah. Elijah Mitchell plays in perhaps the best running oh, yeah, schemed, yeah. Right, schemed right, right. up running game in the league. Also, Elijah Mitchell's missed six games. Right. I mean, the they best don't ability invest in is backs. Yeah, right. the best ability is availability. That's why they have five or six backs on the roster. I was shocked they took Trey Sermon, who they liked better than Mitchell, by the way. Right. Um, because they just go through them. The Mosterts and Mitchells of the world are very fast in a straight line. They get their foot in the ground, and they hit it, and they fit that system really well, and they get hurt all the time because they time. just run into brick walls. And they're just not big guys. And they're not big guys, yeah. and they're fast, and they're home run dudes. 
So they have a lot of them, you know, which is fine. But that's not what the Steelers want from their back either. And the other thing about Harris, and this is a little bit of a coaching criticism, I still think we've only scratched the surface of what he is as a receiver, yeah. as a route runner, a ball skills guy, and I think that needs to be used more. Yeah. I mean, he has 67 catches this year. Which is great. Which I is a, get it. a Steelers know. rookie record, by the way. It's also the fourth most catches of any rookie in the league this year. Regardless of position. Regardless of position. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I mean they're, like they're, behind Waddle. And, you know, right, yeah. right, right. I mean, he's got one fewer catch than Jamar Chase. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, what do you have, like 14 of them against the Bengals right, on one day? Yeah. You know, but um, my point isn't that he should catch more balls. I I, I know what you're yeah. saying. Yeah, that they could use him. The degree of difficulty yeah. could be higher, though. And no, he no, could pres- yeah. he could he could challenge defenses more. You yeah, know, breaking, making you know receiver routes and sharper routes because he's capable of that. I don't know if they wanted to put that much on That's his plate thing, as a right. rookie. I mean, you, you know, you're Plate's trying to, pretty full. You're trying to yeah, you're trying <laughs> to get him up to speed on you know pass protection mm-hmm. at the pro level first, and then you worry about that. I wanted to mention that too because I didn't love him in protection coming out of Bama. You know, he could duck his head sometimes. Yeah. He's he's fine. You know, he'll yeah. be, he'll, he's, he's passed that test. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so you, you look at that and you go, okay, um, the yardage he leads the rookie. He leads leads all rookies in rushing yards. He's mm-hmm. he's fourth in rookie catches. Um, and yet people still well, they should have taken an offensive lineman in the first round. Where would this offense be right now? And then and then you get the argument that well, they should have taken Creed Humphrey as well. Mm-hmm. Harris has nine touchdowns this season. Firemuth has seven. Yeah. Where's this offense at right now if they don't draft those two guys? 100%. I mean, we'd all be just as happy with Humphrey if he's playing the same way. We'd say, oh, we got our center forever. Yeah. But who's your tight end right now? But who's your tight end? <laughs> or you hand it to Benny Snell, or you know what I mean? Um, one last Harris note, too. I do think it would do him a world of good. And this is a going forward thing because they don't have it now. It doesn't have to be James Conner, but someone better than Carlos Hyde. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. A professional, a, back, a veteran guy, especially I think three million a year. If you're going into next season and Ben Roethlisberger's not around, right, right, right. Another veteran who guy right. who understands playing in the league, who's who's mm-hmm. been a, a a starter, just as a mentor type guy. I was thinking that too. Help Harris with this is how the league works, and spell them fifteen percent more than they did or yeah. whatever it is. You know, just keep them fresh for the long haul. You might get more explosion. You might get more per carry out of the young guy. You know? Yeah. because uh, he plays hard. Oh, he I plays mean, really hard. Yeah. That, that's not a problem. Yeah. Competitiveness and whatnot, it's not a problem. It, I, I mean, one of the beauties of being a fan and an analyst is we can second guess in Monday morning quarterback drafts and things like that. And that's fun. That's fine. But you have to put yourself in the mindset of what were you thinking at the time. And the fact is, this isn't recruiting. You can't get everybody. Right. <laughs> you know, you just have to remember that. I mean, looking back at you get it, if one I one first round draft pick. Right. You know, you know, if I if I had the, the great benefit of a genie comes down and says, you know what you know now and you're going into the draft, I'd probably try to trade down 10 spots, take Javante Williams and trade up in the third round to get try to get Humphrey and Fryermuth. You know what I mean? Or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But. It's not how the world works. But there has to be, yeah, there has to be somebody there that somebody that the other teams want, mm-hmm. you know. And if you look at you look at that the, the draft here, um, and I didn't blame them one bit for running to the podium to get Harris. I mean, that was who they they wanted. I mean, I mean would who, I? Who among these players drafted after Najee Harris was going was was somebody that somebody was going to pound the table for here? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Travis Atn. It no. was Greg Newsom. Probably not. Uh, Rashad Bateman, 
Peyton Turner, Eric Stokes, Gregory Russo, uh, Odefe Uwe, or whatever he's calling mm-hmm. himself. Uwe, right, right, right. And, uh, Joe Tryon, uh, Shoyinka, what he call himself. No, right? I mean, there are a lot of the same yeah. edge guys. That's the rest of your first round. Right. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't like there was a quarterback sitting there that somebody said, "Well, we got to go trade up and try to get that or a guy. tackle or, or a tackle, you know, yeah, something, yeah. Position, something." And if there would have been a premium tackle there, then the Steelers then, would have had a then it's different conversation. Right, 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 right. Um, this might sound controversial, and I don't mean it to be. It's just the way I feel. I might rather have Javante Williams, yeah, than Harris. You know, you and I went back and forth with that conversation for six months. We loved them, loved yeah. them both. You yeah. know, and Williams is very, very impressive. But <laughs> it's not like. Steelers guy's bad. Right. <laughs> it's just right. like, I mean. It, I don't know. I don't know if you put Javante Williams behind this offensive line with this workload. I don't think the production would be any different. I don't think it would be any different. No. I mean, I'd, I'd have a tough conversation if the Broncos called right now and said, we'll give you Williams for Harris. Maybe. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. But we thought that pre-draft, and, you know, Harris was a little safer as well, and he's a little bit bigger, and he's a better receiver too. Yeah. So it just, you know, it's all the, the hindsight. I mean, you know, you think right now the – the people in New York are saying, "Boy, the Jets made the the right choice with uh, with Zach, Zach Wilson." Wilson. Oh, right, right. Or even in San Francisco, they're saying, "Boy, we made the right choice with Trey Lance." I'm so know. glad we traded 500 first round picks for him. That yeah. his first action is going to be probably this week, and he didn't look. Jimmy good might play. Jimmy might play. Well, <laughs> talking about this on a podcast today, I said my co-host, a big Niners guy, he's like, I was talking about Lance, and I threw it in a fantasy lens, like. So should I start him over these guys, you know, blah, 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 just to kind of get his take on what the guy said. And he's like, Jimmy hurt himself like halfway through that game, and they still didn't put Lance in. Right. You, you know, like. That, it tells you a they lot. They tell you things, yeah. you know, right. I mean, do they regret that pick? I don't know. I mean, all the rumors were Shanahan loved Mac Jones, and the rumors since then are he got talked out of Mac Jones, you know. Which is probably good. Like, Mac Jones at three would have been a huge mistake. I mean, I don't know the Niners are a playoff team with Mac Jones instead no. of Jimmy or, or in any better shoes than they are now. I mean, I didn't think that made any sense at the time Let me either. ask you this, because I get the question yesterday in my live cues, and somebody said, have you, have, you, have you changed your opinion of Mac Jones? And I said, no, my opinion is and was, remains, that he's a game manager. Mm-hmm. They, they also said, <clears throat> the question was um, – you know, is Mason Rudolph the quarterback of this team next year? Do you have any faith in that? So let me just say it this way. If you took Mason Rudolph and put him on this Patriots team, mm-hmm. are the Patriots, do the Patriots have nine wins right now? I think they do. See, I don't. I don't think he's that much different. In fact, Rudolph right now wouldn't be hitting the, the rookie wall that, that no, Matt he, Jones is. he's also a bigger-bodied guy and can handle a little more of a pounding and things like that, too. Yeah. Their problem is they don't have receivers, but they would throw the he throws the ball down the field better than Mac Jones. Yeah, if I like you, Jones more if, than you do. If I mean, you I think had that running well that running game and that defense, yeah, with an average quarterback, you're going to win games. You're going to win games, and Belichick will win two that he shouldn't. Yeah, you know, I mean, beat a team that he you know, outschemed somebody, you know, like he did in the. They won seven games snow. last year with with but nothing. Me and you at quarterback, <laughs> right? And no, nothing around them. I think Jones is tears above Rudolph. Because of his processing, knowing where to go with the football, never holds it for that beat longer like Rudolph. I think Rudolph's more of a see-it-throw-it guy, not a, I'm going to throw this thing before he comes out of his breaks. Because Jones has to. I mean, because yeah. he can't drive the ball. Well, they don't They don't have any guys that get that open either. That's a, that's a big, they need <laughs> route runners, and they don't have them, right. Um, I hear your point. But I think they would win, they would win if not 
as many games as they have this year. I think they would with with league average quarterback play. That because I, of I basically because of the nest that they built around right right him. right without question. Like they weren't winning games because of Mac Jones. That's one hundred percent true. They were and winning games sometimes in you know not not necessarily in spite of him with him, but he was just part of the equation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think you. I forget how some people say it. Like you win games because of your quarterback, with your quarterback, or in spite of your quarterback. He was probably that second category. And now he's hitting a wall. And I I mean, I liked Mac Jones more a month ago than I do now. I mean, I'll just tell you that. And part of it, I think, is a rookie wall type thing. But some of it is when the going gets tough, he can't keep up with Josh Allen. No. <laughs> and that's <laughs> the, that's can, the problem you know, right. I have if you spend the 15th pick on that guy or the third pick. Right, 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 right. You know, is, is he going to ever be that guy? I don't think he is. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't think he has the the talent, the arm talent, and the, you know, he's not like he's a great scrambler. Right. I mean, what's he fall back on? Uh, he yeah. has to be the ultimate processor. And he was, to me, as accurate as just about any quarterback in the league for 10 or 12 weeks. But now that's a little off. And he doesn't have the other stuff to make yeah. up for it. You know, like everything has to, that's the beauty of like Drew Brees. He plays in a dome that whole time and, you know, didn't have to deal here's with the, the, you know. Here's the stats for Mac Jones right now. He's thrown for 3,300 yards mm-hmm. with 18 touchdowns and 12, uh, 12 interceptions. Okay. I mean, it's, that's league average quarterback play. That's league play. average quarterback play. Two, two notes I want to bring up, and it really affects the Steelers next year. Do you want to buy into the. Cousins, Garoppolo, Tannehill tier of quarterbacks. If you do, know that you're going to get outdueled by Mahomes yes. and Allen right. probably in the AFC Championship game right. time and time again, or Lamar and Burrow three out of four times a game, unless you're so confident that you can build a powerhouse around that team. That's and have the a top key. five defense. That's the key. Which is hard. You know, you can't miss on any first-round picks going forward. Right. You know, like it. there's little room for error there. Or the guys that you add in free agency – to the pieces that you already have. Because it goes mm-hmm. back to, can you win with Mason Rudolph as your quarterback? Yeah, right, right, right. Well, I think that, you know, with what the, the Patriots are doing this year, yes, you can you can win with a league average mm-hmm. quarterback, but everything has to be great around him. Yes, and for that to happen, you can't give them, they can't be making $30 million, right. you know, like Cousins is. You can give them first round yeah, 15 don't, overall Don't money. overspend on draft, right. on draft picks to get a league average quarterback, and don't overspend... In free agency, yeah, to get right. One. That's and then the, the mistake. Problem, the problem is like what Cleveland's about to deal with is, okay, now that first contract's up, and we can go fish and go get somebody else, right? Or we can overpay this guy that we know we're overpaying because we want continuity and we're afraid to go fish, you know. And yeah. that's where the mistakes are made to me. Yeah, is don't give him the big deal. Move, go fish. Yeah, uh, if he's a league. But you also steer, then run the, the 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 risk, which which is what happened with Washington. They kept franchise putting the franchise tag on Cousins mm-hmm. until they couldn't afford him anymore, and now they don't have one. Now they don't have one, right? You know, so you had at least you had a quarterback, right? Wasn't a great one, wasn't a bad one, right? You know, it's the Andy Dalton. Uh, I mean, there's you know. some revisionist history here too. But if they never franchise him, have a garbage year, do they have Burrow now? You know, right. or, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah or somebody, you know, somebody that's a higher pedigree guy in the first round or, you know, instead of keeping your head above water and bobbing, you know, for a while. But it's also the, there's that miss factor. You mm-hmm. know? I mean, it's, you know. It's, Here's another one to throw at you, which goes back to the draft. Davis Mills is really starting to grow on me. 
and I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar either. I was listening to a podcast on the way here, and someone said, if Mac Jones has two more down games and Mills plays like he is, Mills should really be the rookie of the year. Like, if you flop those two, to your point with Mac Jones, I think I don't know if the Patriots would be much worse with Mills right now, and I don't think the Texans would be noticeably better with Jones. Yeah. You know well, here's I mean? I mean, here's the problem. Uh, you know, I'm looking here at Davis Mills' stats. I'm sure they're not good. He's got 2,200 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, nine interceptions. I mean, okay. it's not like he's been. He's the, had the a couple. Don't he's had up. a couple of good games. The early. Mm-hmm. He's I, getting better. Is yeah. why I like him. Is he's he's getting better lately. while some the other guys are getting worse. I wonder right. how much of that also now goes into because he didn't play early. Maybe. He's, he's not hitting that wall because he was standing on the sideline for a lot of that. That's very possible. Yeah. And a big reason he fell in the draft is durability and being able to string a bunch of games together and all those things, too. And by the, I'm not implying, boy, they shouldn't have taken Fryermuth. They should have taken Davis Mills. Nobody even thought that was a right. consideration right. at the time. It's, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure, I wish he was here. It's the Darius and, Leonard argument. Right. Nobody had a first-round grade on Darius Leonard. <laughs> right, right, Don't right, tell right. me, well, the Steelers should have taken Darius Leonard. He was a second round guy. Yeah, that's talking two years after the draft. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, pick and choosing who you wanted. You know, yeah, I mean everybody should have taken T.J. Watt too. <laughs> right. Yeah, he was the twenty eighth pick. There was right. twenty seven teams passed on him. Right. And it, you can't be picking fifth and blaming your team because you passed on Watt because no one thought he was going to be a top ten pick. Right. You know, right. Yeah. So. Anyways, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. When we come back, we'll continue this uh, conversation down the rabbit hole here. As All we, right. Uh, we spend some time, uh, well, maybe we'll get in a little Browns talk in the next second. Yeah, we need to do some of that. Let's do that right after this.